Happy Sunday, Tampa Bay. We're back on another edition of the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show. I'm Robert Johnson, president of the Duncan Duo, filling in for Andrew Duncan. Here with Karen McCormick, our lead buyer specialist. How are you doing, Karen? I am doing great. Karen has not been on the radio with us for a very long time. I love to see new face here. How long do you think it's been since you've been on with us? It's probably been five years. Wow. Five years. That's awesome. Well, we want to see you more often on the show. Okay. Karen has so much insight into the market because Karen has been with the team longer than I have. I mean, she's been here about a year longer than me. About so 13 thir- years? Yeah, because I'm I'm 12 this year. So. Wow. wow. I know, it's crazy. I'm getting old. <laughs> We're the two longest tenured members of the team besides Andrew. So I love having Karen here because Karen works specifically with buyers and our buyer agent team. So, you know, when we talk about what's going on with the buyer market, how crazy it is right now, everything that's changed with the buyer market just in the past six or eight months. I mean, her, she knows the pulse better than anybody. I mean, she talks to our buyer agents every day. We collaborate. She knows what's going on out there. So she offers a lot of insight that I think Sometimes myself or Andrew, you know, we obviously know what's going on in the market, but we don't have the pulse so much as Karen does by talking to the buyer team every single day and hearing what their challenges are, hearing what clients' challenges are right now, and then talking to our lenders, because Mike's out today too, and just hearing some of the different options and challenges on the lender side. So I think just having that insight is incredible. And, um, you know, the market has changed so much. And I know Andrew talks about that so often here but i mean i was i went to a conference from a a real estate company that we shall not name but i went to a conference a couple weeks ago (laughs) and they were saying that while it's definitely nowhere near 2008 the the difference this time is the market had the quickest change that's ever been recorded going from such a severe seller's market to it's not a buyer's market yet but it's changed to almost a balanced market that change happen quicker than at any other time ever. And I know that you've probably seen that out there with what's going on. Right. It's And I've been waiting for this to come. <laughs> I know as the on the buy side, a lot of our agents, I know they were super frustrated last year, just, you know, competing, giving your firstborn son to win a house. <laughs> right. And so, and a lot of them are newer agents, yeah. so they haven't seen the market, you know, a few years ago. It's been a long time. Well, even some of our listing team that we mm-hmm. talk about, you know, and we like, we don't hire listing agents from the outside. We use it as a promotion within our team. You know, they come over and they work with our sellers after they've, you know, worked with buyers for a while. They kind of know that side of the business and they come over and work with us on the listing side. But even on our listing team, a lot of the agents had never worked in a market that's so more balanced, more normal, right? That, Cause that's what it is. It's a more normal market. And before, I mean, how many offers do you think you were seeing on, like with a buyer's agent, how many offers do you think they were having to make sometimes on a single property? They just probably 10 offers on Mm -hmm. one client. And it's just, they were mentally exhausted. Mm -hmm. And I know the buyers were mentally exhausted too, just doing everything, everything they can to win a house and they couldn't do it. So it's so refreshing to be able to actually, you know, not pay well over list price, Mm -hmm. not waive inspections, not waive appraisals, not, um, you know, just be able to work together to get a win-win situation right. for both parties. And what do you think you're seeing like now, like if we were to take a new buyer agent, mm-hmm. what are they doing now with a client? Like how many offers do you think they're writing before they get something under contract now? And are you still seeing out there 
the agents making as many multiple offers? I mean, I know they're not making as many, but are you still seeing that? Yes, uh, we had an agent win an offer a couple days ago. She was still competing, but she was able to to win. I think because they've been through the market last year, they're able to win and compete and still convince their buyers that, you know, it's not a buyer's market. We still have to make good offers. And um, so there's still competitive offers out there. Yeah. Well, we see that on the listing side. So what we're kind of seeing and what I said, I think last time on the show was that we're really seeing a more normal market as opposed to a buyer's market. And the way that the normal market in our area worked is, you know, you have a lot of homes that, you know, they'd go on the market, they need a price drop, they need two price drops. Maybe they were on the market a month or two or three. Mm And then they'd sell. And you'd have some homes that went on the market. They were amazing, super desirable. Right. Even though they could be priced a little higher, they were still an amazing house that had a lot of the market wanted that house. So it was still going multiple offer. Right. And then the seller would be excited. The buyers would be excited about having the house, you know, but they would still be aggressive with their offer because it certain homes are still going multiple offer. So you're seeing that out there now where we have some homes are still going multiple offer. Mm-hmm. A lot of homes are still going under contract. But then you have the ones that aren't great or the ones that are priced too high. They're sitting on the market. They're not right. going under contract like they were a year ago where anything you put on the market, no matter what it was, it would get multiple offers. Right. And so we're seeing something that's much more normal. But you definitely still have to be competitive as a buyer with with a house that you see that you think you really like, because especially if it's just went on the market, it could still have multiple offers. Right. Exactly. Um, Are you still seeing a lot of um, anything weird as far as appraisal waivers or inspection waivers as much? I mean, I would imagine no. I think the inspection waivers are, that was a scary time. I don't really see that or don't encourage it at all, unless it's like an investor that really, you know, knows the house. But Appraisal waivers, there still are a few out there, but yeah. not as high and crazy as they were well, what in the we past. S- what we saw, and I totally agree with you, I think inspection waivers are scary yeah. for, I really even hate them for a seller too, because if the seller didn't disclose something properly, you know, I, I like everything to be on the table and I like an inspection to show the buyer everything. Sometimes it enlightens the seller a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of protects everybody involved, even though the seller's doing the disclosure. So even though it's not a blanket protection, it just kind of gives everybody, they know what's going on, okay? We, to me, we actually didn't see a ton of those on, on our team when okay. we got offers. Um, but we saw a ton of appraisal waivers. I mean, I felt like when the market was really hot, People were just throwing money out there and hoping that the thing appraised. Right. And the, if not, <laughs> that money was getting wrapped up in the house because they weren't getting it back. Right. So, um, but, you know, I saw this meme online um, and it said, you know, paying asking price at 7% was is still better than paying 3%, yep. 100000 over asking price. Right. And that is true. You know, you're probably looking at a 50 thousand dollar difference or a hundred thousand dollar difference over the life of the loan but it's not in the asking price you know so you're not having you know god forbid you don't have to sell or you did have to sell in a year or two you're not gonna potentially lose that money by having an extra hundred thousand dollars wrapped up in the mortgage you know so right i mean i do think that that's that's a big difference and are you are you finding buyers 
are balking at the interest rates or are they still out there in full force? There's a lot of, I do hear from the team that there's a lot of uh, concern about the higher interest rates and um, buyers are a little freaked out by it, but we try to get them to talk with the mortgage lenders and, you know, that's not eternity with that interest rate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think our job as agents and what I've, what I'm relearning, um, probably you too, because even when we went back, um, I mean, when I got into real estate 12 years ago and you were in much longer than even when you joined the team, because you came from another market, but you know, I got in and there wasn't even that many loan products because the crash had just happened. So when I was a buyer agent, I was a buyer agent for a year or two on our team. And then I started working with listings. But as a buyer agent, I never had to learn a lot of loan products because they just weren't out there. Mm -hmm. Like they, it was, well, are you FHA? Probably. Um, (laughs) Are you VA? Uh, Or are you doing conventional? And most people back then were doing FHA or VA. Right. (laughs) So, um, I didn't have to learn these loan products that the lenders are coming out with, which are super creative. Right, actually, three two one arms and the three two one arm. And I, I think Mike probably explained it last week. Okay, but because uh, I heard that he emailed us after the show and said, "Hey, I explained this." But what a great product for those that weren't listening last week. I mean, it's basically where the seller buys it down a little bit, and you kind of adjust Ease up to the payments. The rate. Well, so the first year. It's a certain interest rate, like 4% or whatever. It buys it down. And then the next year, maybe it's 55 And then the next year, it's your permanent interest rate. Right. And the seller pays for that up front for the buyer. Right. Uh, but my gosh, what an awesome product. Because then at, the, at year three, as a buyer, you can decide, okay, I've kind of eased into this payment. I'm good with it. Or if rates, rates are change. better, you can refinance. Right. And if, they're, if rates are worse, I mean, then you're you locked have. in at that better one. So right. it doesn't even really matter. All this is determined up front. It's not like you reapply for the mortgage or it adjusts up to the new interest rate. I mean, it's the set interest rate that you locked in years ago. So you can either refinance or if it's worse, you're in a better spot. Right. So I think that's an awesome product and something that we would not have had right. had this change in the mortgage market not happened. So I think it's really important as a client or as a potential buyer that you reach out to a team that knows a lot of options, that has a big arsenal of options, Mm -hmm. that works with amazing lenders. Um, Karen can definitely speak with you and tell you which of our agents might work best for you as a client. And Karen, how do they get in touch with us at the office? What's a good contact number for you? Oh, for me? So just call the office, Office, which is 813-359-8990. She she knows the number. (laughs) (laughs) I had to think about that. I'm out her the office number. Like, don't 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 give out your cell phone. phone. (laughs) So, so yeah, 813-359-8990. We would love to help you out and just walk with you through the different options that we have or that we know of. And then we can shoot you over to our lender and Mike can discuss with you, really, he can look at your options, tell you what might work best for you. And really, I mean, he could have a different product, but then, I mean, they're coming out with so many cool mm-hmm. products, um, you know, that they didn't have and that they're being really creative with. And he can kind of point you in the right direction as well. So we're here to help. You can reach us, 813-359-8990. We'd love to speak with you about that. And we'll be back right after this quick break. And we're back here on the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show. I'm Robert Johnson, president of the Duncan Duo, here with Karen McCormick, our lead buyer specialist on our team. So love that she's with us this week. We want to talk about an article that we saw that kind of relates back what, to what we were talking about. 
High home prices are finally budging what buyers need to know now. And this article states, um, you know, in October, the median list price has still has dropped again from June's high of 449000 to 425000 So prices are still up about 13.3% compared to a year ago. However, about one-fifth of sellers that are on the market slashed their prices in October. Completely different than what we saw six months or, you know, God forbid, a year ago where people were just going at the top of the comps. And we see that on the listing side where we have to kind of explain to people that this isn't 2021. Yes. But usually people still have a ton of equity in their home. They're just not going to, you know, maybe get the tippy tip top that they thought they were going to, but there's still a ton of equity there. So, um, you know, we're explaining to them that they need to come in not at the top of the comps or over the comps, but more in line with the comps. And I think that reflects back to this article where it talks about median list price. So these are people that are listing their home, what price is it at? And it's gone down to 425 from 449. And I think that that's, you know, I think that's pretty accurate. So Karen, what are you seeing on your side as far as uh, when people are making offers, um, you know, are you seeing them? So the prices are down when they're listed. Are you seeing buyers go in and be successful getting them even less than that? Because it says about a fifth of people have still had to slash their prices. Right. Well, firsthand, I actually helped one of my buyers out on a house. And at first, like we wanted, to, she wanted to go in like 10% below list. And I was like, Oh God, oh God, we're not there yet. <laughs> but then I actually looked at, I was able to look at the comps for a change. Oh my gosh, Like I comps. haven't done that in years. Because <laughs> they, they didn't matter. Yeah, right. But uh, we actually ended up making the price and it, we got 7% off the list price, which is totally unheard of that last year. awesome. So uh, I think, but the listing agent on that end was really good explaining to the sellers that, listen, we've, you know, we're in a different market now. So you know, that's awesome. And that actually, believe it or not, is in line with the way that the market used to be because our market in the Tampa Bay area, you know, averaged about 93% of list price, okay. maybe a little under that compared to what people were on the market for. So getting something 7 or 8% off was a couple years ago. That was average. I was shocked. That's awesome. So, did did they get any concessions with that? <laughs> and then actually, well, no, not any concessions, but at the inspection time, you know, we, we got, we were able to negotiate a little bit on that, even that's though awesome. it's an as is product, but well, and see that, and I think that's a win-win for everybody. So their agent was able to explain to the sellers that they can't be crazy greedy right now. Mm-hmm. And the buyer still found a home that they wanted and they feel like they got a good a price on it. Right. So I think that, that, you know, that's what's great about, again, working with an experienced agent through this, talking about different options that you might have, and then doing something like an inspection, finding some issues, but being able to work through that and mm-hmm. getting a credit or, or whatever we did through there. So, you know, those are things that we did not see Mm-mm. that are more normal that we're able to work with now. Um, you know, new builders, we're seeing them more likely to give right. concessions. We're seeing, um, People really successful asking for concessions up front, like we talked about the three, two, mm-hmm. one arm that sellers are able to contribute to up front. So I think that these are things that you're going to start seeing more and more of, uh, just more of a normal market. Now, you know, as far as what um, I think our stats are a little weird in in Florida because we had Hurricane Ian mm-hmm. in uh, September. Sure. So when you look at our September stats, it totally screwed our stats up. Um, our stats were down, but then I thought, gosh, I mean, I know at our office, we were 
screwed up for about a week because right. of the hurricane, and I can't imagine. I was out of the country. Right. Oh, you were. Right. So we had a hurricane in September. <laughs> but uh, but I can only imagine other parts of Florida that were so impacted. I mean, there was definitely right. no closings, no nothing, you know. And that was the last week of the month. And then a lot, you know, I know that people have a lot more to worry about Problems. than that. But as far as, you know, what our market showed, it's hard to get a grasp because of the September numbers. Right. But I know what we're seeing as a team and, you know, listings are still down. Um, people are now hesitant to get rid of that 2 or 3% interest rate. So inventory still down. Uh, inventory sitting on the market a little bit longer, but right. still going under contract. But I think that you're, what you're going to see is you're going to see people negotiate a lot more. You're going to see more price drops. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if the median listing price went down a little bit more. Okay. But I foresee kind of a stalling out with that unless inventory picks up. And inventory, gosh, I think nationally new listing to- inventory was down another 30%. Because people now don't want to give up that interest rate. So I worry about new inventory. So it's a, it's a really balance. I don't know what's going to win, the inventory battle or right. the pricing battle. But one side's going to win. Uh, and I, I think new price, I think prices are going to stall out a little bit as far as going lower. But I think they'll go a little bit lower. I think what you'll see is you'll see people that go on the market end up slashing their prices more. But they're going to start at a certain point and kind of go down from there. So... Hope to hope to see that work itself out through the next couple months. But love talking to you guys about the real estate market. Again, give us a call, 813-359-8990. And we'll be back right after this quick break. We're back here on the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show. I'm Robert Johnson, president of the Duncan Duo here with Karen McCormick, our lead buyer specialist. Thanks for sticking with us through that long break. Glad that you're with us this week. When you're not listening to us on the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show, you can reach out to us on any of our socials. The DuncanDuo.com is our website. Our socials were the Duncan Duo team. We'd love to chat with you on there. If you're looking to join our team or join a great real estate team, you can go to jointheduo.com. We'd love to speak with you about that because we are hiring real estate agents. Full force. Full force. Believe it or not, we have so... This sounds crazy because we're talking about the market, but we have so many... <laughs> leads right now because there's a lot of agents I think that have gotten out of the business. Right. Um, we still are getting a lot of listings. Our team is performing really well and we really would love some great people to join our team because we need help. We need good agents. And I think that, you know, as two people that have been on the team for so long, um, I was only an individual agent separate from the team for about six months mm-hmm. before I joined the team. And you were a while, right? Like I was in Memphis, so different market and individual agent. Yeah, how long and then were you here? How long? I moved to Tampa for like one month, so I was an individual agent for one month. Yeah. So, okay, so but in your other market, how long were you an individual agent? Uh, let's see, 2003 to 2009. Oh six oh. years? Well, six what years. a market change you saw yes, <laughs> during that time. Right? <laughs> well, I, I know we're going off track a little bit here, but what... Well, what drew you to like a team when you moved? Because obviously somebody who was a successful individual agent, which you were, you right. were great. Um, what drew you to a team when you moved? Because I think for anybody that's listening that's a real estate agent, I do think that, you know, they do wonder, you know, should I go individual? Should I right. join a team? Like what what drew you to the team? So I actually happened to work at the same company that uh, the Duncan Duo was at, but I was an individual agent and I knew how to sell. I knew how to work with clients. I didn't know the area, but you know, that's, that's learnable. And, but 
I just didn't have any connect. You know, I knew my brother here, and that was about it. I'm a very social person, but what drew me to the team is I was just like kind of floundering on my own, just kind of lost. So um, at the time, one of the company leaders was like, you need to go talk to the Duncan duo. So <laughs> I talked to Andrew, and ever since then, it's I've been here. So I've been here 13 years, and awesome. um, it's been a great place to grow and just see this team change and morph into something really awesome. Well, I was on my own for a couple months, and I knew in, even back then I was young. I think I was 25. Mm. I was super scared about the idea of marketing on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, just figuring everything out. I feel like even back then you needed some capital in order to be able to do that. Right. And yeah, you could start slow, but I, I had a, another job before this. And I had lost that job and I was you know, now having to jump into real estate full time in 2010. Right. Uh, awful time. <laughs> and... Um, I thought, well, I don't have the money to market. And I knew who the Duncan duo was from all of their advertising on Craigslist at the time. (laughs) (laughs) Because Andrew would advertise listings on Craigslist. And I would always look at real estate to try to find something that wasn't on the market. Like, you know, uh, we were looking for a house at the time and trying to find something. So I got when we were looking for a house a couple months prior, I was always on Craigslist looking. I was trying to find anything that wasn't on the market that maybe my agent didn't know about. Okay. And I would see Andrew over and uh-huh. over and over. And this was like innovative marketing in 2010, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so when I found out from my real estate agent, we had closed and we were done, and she said, you know, I think you should talk to this guy in my office, Andrew Duncan. I said, oh my gosh, I know that guy. I've seen him online. <laughs> And so I reached out to him and the rest is history. But I did not want to worry about the marketing because the marketing Mm -hmm. piece, even back then, scared me to have to throw a bunch of money into it. And believe it or not, it scares me even more now Mm -hmm. because marketing has gotten so expensive, not just for realtors, but for everybody. You know, every industry marketing is super expensive and how to make yourself separate from all the noise of everybody else's marketing. Mm-hmm. So I wanted some place where I could go, somebody else was worried about the marketing, and I could just sell real estate, help clients, and make money. Like that's what, And at that right. time, that's what I needed, which was so important. Um, and I had faith that somebody who was successful, even during 2010, would do well. And so I jumped in, I did what I was supposed to do, whatever they told me to do, and here I am. But I think that the team was so attractive to me because I didn't want to have to worry about all those little details. Right. The team covered, you know, we had transaction coordinators, we had assistants, you know, even back then, I mean, we had a bunch of stuff where I as an agent could focus on kind of the doing Your stuff. dollar productive activities. Right. Yeah. And doing stuff that you kind of see on TV. You show the house. You negotiate, you move on to the next client. You know, on TV, you're not seeing like all the paperwork and the contract and the inspection. All the fun stuff. The loan documents, like (laughs) all this stuff that, you know, the team and the atmosphere. And because we have people on staff that we employ, you know, they can help you through all that stuff. They can help your clients through all that stuff. I just wanted to sell. And I think that's what was super enticing to me. Um, 
and why I went for the team. And even once I got to a point where I felt like, oh, you know, maybe I could do this. I just wanted to grow with the team. Right. Like I just wanted to keep growing with the team. And, and now we need more people to help us grow. And we have a team of, I mean, my gosh, 30, about 30, 30 agents. agents. Yeah. Um, but my gosh, we would love to hire 20 more agents. I mean, 20 great buyers agents because we have the buyers that we need to be able to help. And we have so many buyers that we don't have enough people to help them. So if you are an agent out there, um, where can they go, Karen? You- Jointheduo.com. Okay. And then and we'll, yeah, we'll have somebody reach out to you, send your resume there. We'd love to speak with you. Whether you're an experienced agent or a new agent, we love new agents or agents that have been, you know, one to three years. If you are worried, oh, they're only going to want an experienced agent and I might not be a great fit. We'd love new agents. Right. New agents. They don't have any bad habits. Right. (laughs) And they, a lot of times they have a lot of drive. Like they want to be successful. They don't have bad habits where, you know, maybe they learn something the wrong way and then you have to unteach them or maybe they think, why are we doing this like this? But it's, you know, it's a great thing to have a really new agent with great drive. Somebody that wants to jump in feet first to this career because it's a great career. And, you know, especially when you're working with buyers, People love for you to find them a great house. <laughs> and <laughs> so, a great deal. Right, and a great deal, which Karen's going to find you right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> join the duo.com. We'd love to speak with you. And we have somebody that will reach out to you. We have, you know, Don, I know Don was on last week. He spoke um, that we are looking for some great agents. And we the way we're working it now is we have our J- Agent Jumpstart program. We start new agents every month. They go through really amazing training that Don has come up with. They're, um, you know, it's pretty intensive, but I, when, when we speak to a lot of agents who are in other companies, they always talk about, there's just no training. There's just no training. I don't know what to do with people. I don't know how to find people that want to buy or sell, but we have somebody that all they're doing right now is training our new agents, working with them, coaching them, telling them best practices, what works best with clients teaching them how to do everything with clients. I mean, it's it's awesome, and we'd love to speak with you about that, and we would love to have you join our team. So anyway, on to that, uh, or you can reach out to us if you're a seller. Back to that. If you're a seller, you can find your home value. If you go on our website, duncanduo.com, you can reach out to us there. You can fill out a form there where it uh, talks about your home value. If you're looking for an instant offer, if you're looking for us to come out and um, – talk to you about some different options that you have to sell because a lot of sellers have a lot of equity right now and we would love to help you in that process. So reach out to us. So um, one of the other articles was talking about comps. Oh, okay. What are those? You had mentioned them (laughs) earlier that we hadn't used them in a while. Um, And it was the title of the article is what are comps a way to pin the right price on a home? I think that that has been a real big struggle the past Mm-hmm. Two or three years, um, because you could look at the comps. It doesn't matter. Now listen, and me as I, I also lead our listing team. I'm really big on having sellable properties. Mm-hmm. Like, let me tell you, if you see a listing from us, I'm going to tell you right now, it's priced right because I hate when the agents don't price properties right. I get frustrated with them because I, you know, I don't want the client to be unhappy. I don't want the agent to be unhappy. I don't want to have anybody have a bad relationship. And when a house doesn't sell, that equals probably a bad relationship. Mm -hmm. So, but I would look like an idiot, truthfully, because 
over sometimes, especially in the beginning of the past two years, I would say, so and so, why did you list this house here? This is not going to sell, and then it would sell. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like so, I mean, what are comps? <laughs> I mean, we haven't had to use them in the last two years for sure. Okay, so if you were uh, working with a buyer now, okay, now, now, what what would the best? Um, and you were just looking at it in a suburban community, right? What would you tell them a good comp would be? Well, uh, timing, timeliness. So I would, yeah. you know, in the past we, you know, 90 days to six months, mm-hmm. I would you know, it's, it's been changing. So I would still use that as a guideline. I would, I would go back six months, even though I know the market's different. Right. So that, uh, similar square footage. Mm-hmm. So I've always, I'm not an appraiser, but I've always been told. But we do have told, one on our team. We do have one <laughs> we, on our now team. Now we do because he joined our team yes. <laughs> as an agent, which is awesome to have, by the way. So he'll probably correct me. But right. I've always heard like 15 to 20% above and below for square footage. Mm-hmm. You know, amenities. Ideally, it's much easier in like a neighborhood that's yes, where they're all similar. Similar. Yeah, yeah. I think in our market, a really hard place to comp depending on the home style is a place like South Tampa, yep. Tampa Heights, Seminole, Seminole Heights. You know, now if you're talking like a bungalow, Seminole Heights, okay, that's not that hard to comp. Right. But if you're talking something else in Seminole Heights and you have those bungalows thrown in and you have the different right. areas thrown in, I mean, fixed up, right, not fixed up. This is tough. Very <laughs> so, tough. A lot of it goes back to uh, square footage, bedrooms and bathrooms, and just working with a lot of people, you're able to tell them what you've seen in this area to expect above and below. So this is a long conversation. We have to go to a break, but we'll continue this right after we get back here on the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show. And we're back here on the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show for our final segment here on 970 WFLA. Robert Johnson, president of the Duncan Duo here with Karen McCormick talking about comps because I think it's super important <laughs> right now. It is. Uh, so, okay. So we were talking before the break, a little long conversation about uh, comps, what's good. I, I didn't think we could finish it up, but um, one of the things that I'm seeing really big right now, and I know you've seen too, is pools and comps. Mm, mm-hmm. And as somebody who worked with a lot of sellers in the past, um, you know, I would always, you know, people would bring into their house and then say, oh, but I have this beautiful pool that pool. was $100,000. <laughs> and I'd have to explain to them that it didn't add a lot of value to their house. That is not as much of a clear conversation anymore because pools since the pandemic have been really valuable. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like even the most basic pool. Um, I think people kind of reevaluated what they wanted in their backyard and reevaluated what they wanted in their long-term home, reevaluated maybe what they wanted to do while they were home. They didn't want to have to go somewhere. Um, They wanted to spend time in their backyard and the idea and the cost of putting in a pool yourself with the way contractors are right mm-hmm. now has been an absolute nightmare. And I think that that pool, especially to people that were moving from out of state, was super valuable and people were going to pay for it. So I've seen values of pools as far as not even on paper, just emotion, the emotional right. value of that pool is so much more. Have you seen, do you agree with? I 100% agree with you. Yeah. Um, because, you know, if somebody has a nice pool now and I was to go to their house, I would, uh, this is my opinion and this isn't, you know, we fact. this isn't yes. fact, but I would tell you that if somebody has a nice pool, they're right now could still probably get a premium for the 
for the house based on other people on if other people were sitting on the market and they didn't have pools mm-hmm. and that was the difference you're going to get a premium for your house because it's still super expensive and very 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 costly to put in a new pool and time uh, takes oh, a long time oh i with the way the supply chain's working and the way that contractors are not all their fault it's about hiring people it the time that i think we have to redo our pool by the way oh. and the quotes and the time that i'm not doing it right now i i just well because i just the thought of it's crazy uh maybe next year or 2024, <laughs> 2024. Right? I'll, I'll patch it again if I have to I'm, I'm not but I mean um so I would give them a total premium for that pool um and I think that sometimes I hope the appraiser because an appraisal the definition is an opinion of value so I hope that appraiser has the same opinion as sure. I do um because I do think that the market still commands a premium for the pools um but I think it gets a little trickier, especially if you have an area where you're talking uh, maybe some people enclose their garages. Um, you know, dollar for dollar, it's not the same square foot a lot of times. So I think when you're looking at comps as a consumer, it's definitely something you want to sit down and do with your agent. Because I think that agents, again, ones that do good business, ones that know the market really well, they can walk you through what they've seen historically maybe not even in the past six months, maybe historically over time in an area, what certain things command. Because I think that that's super important uh, with this market, and especially when you're talking about making an offer um, below or above right. where the price is. Um, is that something that you usually do? Like if I was a buyer and I was coming to you and I was saying, hey, I want to buy in this neighborhood. Is that something that you're doing up front or when they find the house? What what usually works best for you? I usually do. I don't do it on every house that we look at. It's mm-hmm. usually when they find the house that they want to put an offer in on it. Yeah. I'll do it right then. Yeah. And we'll just look through them and talk through them. Yeah. And, and let them know that every appraisal is different. You can get whatever number you want. It's just about True. using the sales. You know, you can get to whatever number you want. Yeah. To. I think that, um, so on the listing side, we usually have our comps prepared when we go there. However, I always have a range in my head Mm -hmm. as far as the listing price based on what they've done to the property. Sometimes it's weird, like when you get there, the lot may be a little weirder than you think. Yeah. Um, So I have a range in my head and then I kind of adjust up and down before I discuss the comps with with them. And sometimes if it's a really high-end neighborhood, it might take looking at the comps and really knowing what buyers expect in that neighborhood. You know, if you take something like Davis Island or, mm-hmm. or Harbor Island, um, you know, you could have even two waterfront properties that are going to command totally different value, mm-hmm. even if the comps are somewhere else. So I think going through the comps with your agent is really important. Again, if you want to reach out to us, we'd love to help you. 813-359-8990 is our number direct to the office. If you're a seller, we'd love to speak with you. If you're a buyer, we'd love to speak with you. You can go to our website, duncanduo.com. We'd love to help you there. You can chat with our agents there, reach out to us there. You know, if you're a seller, you can fill out a form um, as far as getting your house value. We'll shoot that over to you. We can visit your home, go through the comps and the market with you, give you some different options. And if you want to reach out to us on our socials, we'd love to chat with you there. You can follow us there, Duncan Duo team. We're on all the different social channels. We'd love to speak with you there and help you any way we can. Reach out to Karen. She'd love to help you too or send you to the right agent. So thanks for joining us this week, Tampa Bay. We'd love chatting with you. 
Have a great rest of your Sunday here on 970 WFLA.